0: Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coach Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, (laughs) as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. Today's guest is Jerome Emhoff. Jerome, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Thomas. How are you? I'm doing amazing, amazing. (laughs) So spiritual life coach and career coach Jerome Emhoff started his practice in 2009 After 10 years working in the employment service industry as a recruiter, vocational counselor, and job developer, Jerome is a dedicated student of A Course in Miracles. His work focuses on leading clients to embrace their connections to the divine. Ooh, that sounds esoteric, Jerome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not so esoteric.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, Jerome. So I want you to tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself, the two-minute version.
1: How you got started, where you from, man? So I grew up in, in South Dakota, in the Black Hills of South Dakota, in a town uh, called Sturgis, which some people might be aware of because there's a huge motorcycle rally there in August every year, it's like massive. Uh, so I grew up um a small town, Roman Catholic, uh, uh, was a, a teacher at a Catholic school for five years, and loved it thought that would be the job that i would retire from um but uh, my sexual orientation came into question and so after five years at the school um was going through a divorce sexual orientation came into question and i was asked to resign uh, my teaching position and that was sort of the pivotal moment in my life because i um i remember sitting on my sofa and Feeling my whole the life I built for myself kind of falling apart, mm. uh, and and sort of declaring out loud to the universe, "I will have a beautiful life no matter what." And I realized that I was not the work I did; mm. that my my uh, my identity was not defined by who I was professionally. Mm. But there was more to me than that, and that sort of became the seed that sort of launched the coaching business a a number of years later after I'd been a recruiter and vocational counselor. But um, realizing that, you know, with little children, we say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And we sort of, uh, kids then start to believe that who they are is what they do for a living. And I realized it's not the same thing. And so as a career coach, I'm really working with people to understand that that uh, how we make a living doesn't define us. It can enhance who we are, it can enrich who we are, but at the end of the day, it's not who we are. And so so that was sort of, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a powerful mission. How we make a living does not define us. Because a lot of folks, after they retire, they they become depressed because they have associated themselves with their occupation for such a long time, right? If they yeah. understood that what they did for a living they didn't define them early on, they would have had a better way of you know transitioning out, out of out of that situation. You know, so you're in the you're in the good space, man. You're doing it sounds like you're doing Thank
1: some you. great things over there. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I hope I am. Uh, that's my it's my goal to do good things and to to really help people understand um who they are as an extension of the divine, uh, that we all have the spark of the divine within us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's ultimately who we are. And you're right. I've talked with so many people who um, have retired. If they come to me there, they're in retirement and they come back to me for uh, a resume or, um, or career coaching because they want to continue to work even though they're yeah. retired because they feel that. And for some of them it's feel, they feel like they have more to offer, they you know that there's more they can do in the world and that's really powerful. Yes. When that's the, when that's the impetus, but when it's sort of I no longer know who I am or feel like I'm a valuable human being because I'm not punching the time clock every day, then there's something else at play there. Right. And and I think it's important for people to understand that.
3: Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G E T U P N G E T F I T. -T 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 dot com and schedule your consultation right now get up and get fit it's a lifestyle
0: yes, indeed. so um so you, you have a, a good structure um in the system to help them to understand who they are as a person right you have a like t- talk to me about how do you approach a person that's going through that situation
1: sure so you know my coaching is really tailored to the individual
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but one of the first conversations i i tend to have uh with a client whether they're in career transition um or have an idea of what they want to do just don't know how to get there um i i have a conversation around the words be do and have okay uh because i think it, so it's like early on in the in the process because we have. I, I often say, okay, let's take these words, be, do, and have. And here's a pyramid. You know, there's the base, the middle section, and the top. In what order are we going to place these words, be, do, and have? And 99% of the time, clients get it wrong. Mm. Um, oftentimes, they'll think do should be the base. or um, But ultimately, the order is that be is the base, do is the middle section, and have is the top. But we get it upside down. Uh, what we do is we try to balance that pyramid on the have side of the, like we put have as the most important. When I have the right job, I will be happy. When Mm -hmm. I have this relationship, I will be happy. And I say, that's essentially taking this pyramid and trying to balance it on its point. It's going to topple over, but we don't, we just don't understand that because our culture is so focused on having the car Having the wife and the kids Mm -hmm. or the spouse or whatever, having the right job, having the right address. And we think that's the secret to being happy. What we don't realize is that being happy is the secret to having what we want. Exactly. And so the equation is be times do equals have. So the conversation I always have with my clients is let's start with who you are. Let's understand who you are. You are a spark of the divine you are God's extension in this world or source energy in a body. Mm -hmm. That's who you are. When you start from that place and then you take action from that place, then the action is joy-filled action. The action is powerful because it's based on who you are. And ultimately you will have everything you need to be happy. And what we often find out is that what we have doesn't show up the way we thought it would. It's not the house we thought we would have, but it's a great house and we're happy in it. Right? Like the way the haves show up are different. They're completely different, but they're perfect because they're based on this understanding of who we are ultimately. Mm -hmm. You know, that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And for so many of us, we don't realize that we're spirits in a body. Like uh, one of my favorite, teachers of A Course in Miracles is Marianne Williamson. Um, and she often says, we're all having a spiritual experience. The, the issue is that a lot of us don't realize it. Yeah, Whether we realize it or not, we are.
2: Yeah, so, we,
0: oftentimes people are oblivious to this and you're absolutely right. We tend to give our power to um, others or to other things when in reality, we have the control, we have the power within ourselves, right? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I believe everything you're saying right now, I believe this wholeheartedly this is how I live my life, right? Um, if we were to look at people as part of us, part of the creator, there'll be less, less bias, there'll be less <laughs> less arguments, less problems. And you're absolutely right, man. <laughs>
1: right. Well, and that's one of the fundamental principles of a Course in Miracles, is that there's only one of us here. We're all one, we're all connected. And the Course. Says in many different ways, but ultimately it says you think you have many problems, but you only have one problem, and and that is your belief in separation. Mm. It's not even that we're separated; it's our belief that we are separated from God and from others. Mm. And you know, to oh. kind of piggyback on what you said, um when you understand that this person who I'm ready to attack or argue with is an extension of, is me, then it's totally we, we totally shift our energy because it's like anything I do to you, I'm doing to myself. And there's always this fear of retaliation. You know, if I hurt you, you might hurt me back. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't actually hurt me back, I'll feel like you have because I believe you will. It's a defensive mechanism. Yeah. Um, so when you can go through your life and I don't do it well all of the time, right. Cause we're, so human but when we can go through life realizing that every person we meet is Ram Das i think it was Ram Das said everyone is god in drag you know so if we believe that everyone we meet is an extension of god an extension of who we are in a different body and um every encounter is a holy encounter yeah then it, it's different it, that we approach life differently
0: yes indeed and this is why you no know, un- unity will always be greater um opposed to the divide and conquer strategy. People feel to realize that a lot of things are by design, right? Mm-hmm. In order for you to conquer a person or a people, you have to divide them, right? You have to create chaos because that's the easiest way to to disrupt a person, right? It's yeah, easy way yeah. to control a person. You have to get them away from everyone else. You have to make them think that they're either better than or they're less than or there's a problem. Right. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well listen, we we could go down this road because this is <laughs> passionate about we go down this road, you know, forever. Um but Jerome, who do Sorry. you work with primarily? Who do
1: you coach? Yeah, so um my clients tend to be um m- like managers, upper level managers, directors, um some executive level people. They tend to be people who are um, not so much at the beginning of their careers as people who have established a career and are sort of moving up that that ladder okay. of success. And um, and for me, it's important. Um, I I love to work with people who, as they're sort of moving up that ladder, so that we can put all of these fundamental principles in place. Got it, um, got it. Yeah, because I think then the happiness and the success really um, uh, tends to kind of fall into place uh, because they. You know, they're they're starting from that sense of be right. We're not human doings; we human beings. Uh, so, um, but I have you know, it's funny because it, it really runs the gamut. You know, of of people who are in transition or people who I've worked with a lot of clients who have traveled that ladder of success, and they're reaching the pinnacle of their their success. Like they're getting there. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure. And
0: they're then they're, like they're saying, why, to... why why? What was that? So I'm pretty sure they're much more
1: fulfilled. They feel like they should be fulfilled, fulfilled, but they're not happy. And so a lot of times that's what we're working on. It's like, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I've gotten this promotion and I'm feeling like I'm being swallowed up, swallowed up by the job. And I'm going home exhausted. I don't have work-life balance or work-life integration, as integration, we call it yes. these days, yeah. I don't have that. My family is suffering. All of the things I thought I was supposed to want, I have. Why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. And so that's the conversation. There you go. So
0: so with that being said, what's your coaching style? Like when, when you're working with these individuals, what's your coaching style? The style that you put them through, right?
1: Um, walk me through that. Coaching style. So it's all very, um, it, I don't have anything that's prescribed or it's sort of kind of, like no cookie cutter solutions, right? Because I don't think anybody falls into a cookie cutter uh, situation. Um, Clients tend to work with me for four to six weeks uh, because I uh, six weeks is sort of the max and then we can revisit working longer. But I don't want anyone to feel like they don't have the tools themselves. So in six weeks, I'm going to give people the tools they need. To be successful my and as you know my coaching is very it has a spiritual bend so we're talking about things like um how to develop better communication okay um, how to develop personal practices whether that's meditation journaling um you know those those sorts of things um how to define uh goals like really putting down goals on paper and writing a personal life mission, like mm-hmm. a mission statement for your life. Okay. And, and um, so I have to tell you, like, I kind of fell into this coaching uh, life coaching and, and the career coaching by um, I was writing resumes and then people were wanting help with um, managing their careers. And so I was doing those things. And what I discovered is that everything is sort of related so we're talking about their life goals but um and i'm not sure that i'm totally answering your question and if i'm not please forgive me or um or stop me uh, but what i when i sit down with a client what i want to know is do you have do you have a, a life plan do you have a sense of what you want where you want to be at the end of your your work career like what's the legacy you want to leave have you defined that you so know what the are the things yeah, so Jerome, it's not like you're asking like the, the in-depth questions, the question
0: that made them kind of sit back and think, oh, have I have I developed that yet? Have I have I been able to um, get to that part of my life? So, so it's not like you're
1: asking the right questions. It's all about the questions we ask, right? Oh, absolutely. And I and I look at like my father was a, a lovely man, and um, but he had this notion that life is about working really, really, really hard and then hopefully at the end of that working really hard you can retire and maybe have a a, a be, you know a happy life i don't think that he ever got in touch with um and he was a different generation of course mm-hmm. with those bigger questions like who am i who am i who do i want to be in the world how do i want to show up for people um how does my work enable me to be a better human being um and I saw him work really hard, come home, sit in the, his chair, read the newspaper, watch television, and that was his life. And I never really knew what, what are you passionate about? Like, what's your mm. passion? What, you know? Uh, and one of the questions I ask my clients the very first thing is if you could do anything with your life, you could do, make your living any way you wanted, what would it be? You know, the the most profound question we can ask ourselves on a daily basis is, what would I love? What would I love? What would I love to do today to make this day one of the best days of my life? What would I love to be doing every day from nine to five? And many, many times it has nothing to do with what they're currently doing
0: you're absolutely right yes indeed Do you remember, the thing is it's like as children right we have this this discovery mindset right we are excited about life right we are excited to learn new things and to explore and to interact but once we become adults and we go through likes you know aches and pains and everything life throws at us we become a little bit more sheltered than we we build up this routine where it's cyclical. We, we tend to do the same thing over and over. Like you, like you mentioned mm-hmm. with your father. Came home from work, watched TV, ate dinner, went to sleep, repeat, 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 right? So it becomes we end up buying into these new habits. They become part of our lifestyle. By the time we know it, we're stuck. We're stuck in the mm-hmm. the cycle, the cycle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the unfortunate part.
1: Yeah, and it occurs occurs to me as you're talking, like, when you're asking my coaching style, um, I think I'm probably by design not somebody who has, okay, we're going to go through this program, and you're going to do these five modules, and and at the end, you're going to be in a certain place, because I don't think life is ever like that, and so I am about asking those difficult questions, you know, it's like, let's sit down and let's design your dream job. And let's not talk at all about what it is you're doing or where you're working, but let's talk about all of the things that really make or break your career that aren't defined. Like, let's talk about the corporate culture. Like, what what corporate culture do you want to be in? Who do you want to be working with? Are you a collaborator or do you like to work by yourself? Um, What are you wearing to work? Do you like to go in jeans and t-shirt and flip-flops or are you in a three-piece suit every day? You know, are you engaging with customers or are you making things, you know, like getting into those things that we don't ever think about Mm -hmm. uh, because so much, we spend such a huge amount of our times out of our time at work. And if we're not tapping into our best skills, our favorite skills, the thing that really makes us sing, then we're just going to be on that hamster wheel and miserable. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And then at, and I get it, like some people can be miserable at work and then come home and have a really great life outside of that, but most people don't know how to do that. Yeah, You know, I talk to so many people who, you know, that Sunday night, they're watching the clock countdown, it's like 8 p.m. and now the blues set in because they have to go to work on Monday. Yeah. You know, like they've convinced themselves for the weekend, you know, they do whatever they need to do to be happy and they sort of live in this fantasy world. And then it's like Cinderella at the ball, right? Midnight's <laughs> coming. now Exactly. <laughs> and that, and this, this pump, the carriage is going to turn back into a pumpkin. And now I have to go back and live for five days in this world that I really don't like.
0: So, yeah, it seems that me, there's a lack of integration, right? And that's a problem. This is why yeah. there's no, I me. Mean, I don't. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe things. A lot of things happen for a reason. This is why the um, the heart attack rate is much higher on a Monday morning from the time from the time period of seven. I guess it's seven to nine a.m. Mm-hmm. is the highest because people dread going
1: back to work. Man,
0: that's right. unfortunate.
1: Yeah, and if you've ever traveled abroad, like my husband and I have been to Europe a number of times, and what I always find interesting is. You know, walking around the streets of Paris, for instance, on a Wednesday night, and it's 10 o'clock and the pubs are still bubbling (laughs) over with people because I think they know how to do life better there for some reason. And I think some of it, and, and I'm not anti capitalism and I'm not anti success, but I think in this country, we have sort of been so concerned about that about being successful in our careers at the expense of a lot of things and um and i do want my clients to be successful i want them to have successful careers that make them happy but i don't want them to do that at the expense of having a relationship with their children or or um Got or it. painting painting on the weekends you know make you know making art or whatever it is that they want to do so i and i think i come at this i was an educator for a number of years so i'm a, and as an educator it's about teaching the whole child yeah. and so i sort of have superimposed that on my career uh, coaching practice it's like let's coach the whole person
2: yeah
0: and uh yeah but so, but no, Jerome, I, mean, I love the fact that You've utilized your experience and you've integrated your previous um, experience as a teacher into now into becoming a coach, right? You've you've integrated that. So that's what makes you different, right, from the next um, career coach or the next executive coach because you're able to match your experience, right? Mm -hmm. So it's always good to be able to learn from what you've been through and develop something new. You know so it's a it's 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 a great um structure and system that, that you have right and I love the fact that you are reflecting back on being a teacher and working with the whole child <laughs> right not just an yeah. individual yeah. aspect of the ch- child of the child when he's working right but that that makes that makes it, it makes it makes the whole structure quite amazing actually
1: thank you I appreciate that yeah and I and it's funny because I don't know how else to be <laughs> you know yeah. I um because for, for some reason, I've always understood that about myself, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't think I've ever had a job I didn't love. Mm. Um, and I, and I think I've been fortunate in, um, in sort of choosing careers or making the, the work work for me so that I could, um, be happy in it so i could use my best skills um and i've always gravitated toward uh toward jobs that are very people-centered okay um okay. and so i yeah so i like i said i don't know how else to be because i've always been extremely creative and extremely passionate about the things i do and you know i i re- remember that day on my myself after i'd lost my job and my wife and i were going through a divorce and i thought this world i've this life I've built for myself is falling apart and thinking, wait, but there's more to life than this. And I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I, I think I declared it out loud. I'm going to have a beautiful life, you know, and I'm going to figure it all out. And not that I have, right? I don't think I figured it out in any grand way, but I figured it out for myself, you know. But you know what you how- yeah, you I definitely commend you, man, because you you started
0: off with that mindset shift, right? Instead of Being in that victim mentality um, hole, you flipped your mind towards looking at life like, I'm going to have a great life, right? So that was was the first thing you did, man. And that change of outlook was the catalyst that you needed to progress forward
1: and further. Yeah. And it took me a minute to get there, though, I have to say, Yeah. because there were days I mean, when it first was all going down, I was not happy and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I did fall into that despair. Right. I did. But I think because I've got a spiritual spiritual bend to myself, Mm -hmm. when I was going down that road of despair, I thought, okay, what do you do when you're in despair? You know, you get you fall down to your knees and you reach out to something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And I did. I did. So for me, that was prayer, right? But for other people it could be meditation, it could be any number of things. But I did that thing. Like I knew I needed help. I needed help from something bigger than myself. The Course of Miracles talks about that we tap into a, a thought process that's bit, that's more advanced than our own, right? A miracle is a shift in perception. So I was, you know, I didn't have this prayer then, but it was sort of like, I'm willing to see this differently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm willing to see this differently. And so I did. And i it's funny because when I look back on that time now, I, there's such fondness with which I look at that time because it was a, a shift in perception and it was a shift in energy. And so much of my personal growth came about because of that. There you and, go. Yeah. wouldn't want to go through
0: it again. Are you freezing me, Drew? You're freezing uh, on me. But I'm
1: glad I did. I needed that. That was the thing that you back.
0: Yeah, we're back. We're back.
1: We're back. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll
0: make sure I hear every single word because
1: you're hitting some good <laughs> points here. <for me. laughs> well, so um, and I have to I, I live um, just outside of Palm Springs and we have really heavy winds today. Like really heavy winds. So, don't worry, uh, don't worry. Well, so yeah. okay,
0: so Jerome, what drives you, man? Because you seem, you know, you you're you're working in a place in a space where you're creating change. Um,
1: is that what drives you? I think a hundred percent. What drives me is connections with people. Connection. Okay. Connection with people. I love, I like, you know, we had our conversation some weeks ago and then decided to record this podcast. I love that initial conversation. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I love getting at the heart of who people are. Um, I love helping people make it either Helping them change their lives or helping them see that there's a possibility that they can change their lives. Helping them look at themselves as unlimited. Um, helping, yeah, I love helping people. One of the, the conversations we have early on too is, you know, people come to me and they're like, they're wanting to change their career. Maybe they've been laid off and they feel that despair. And I'll say, I get it. It's scary, but it's also really exciting because guess, guess what? You get to choose mm. what's next. You get to choose. You get to call all the shots. And and we can look out there and, and think uh, there's competition and chaos and all these things. You might see those things. That's that's possible. I look at it and say, the possibilities are endless.
2: There you go. There's
1: endless possibility, unlimited possibility. What which of the things are you most excited about exploring? and and let's explore without any rules. Let's not think we can't do that. Yeah. You know, cuz a lot of times people, oh, I couldn't start my own business. Why can't you? Why? Why can't you? Why can't you do the thing you've always dreamed of doing? Oh, I want to be a consultant. I want to work for myself. Why can't you? Let's figure out all the ways you can instead of all the reasons you can't. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, and just just the the fact that you start you come up you come from a place of empathy first. You approach them from an empathetic state, then you go mm-hmm. towards the mindset, the mindset shift by asking the right question that made them that, that makes these individuals really reflect on their thought process. Right. So those two things right there are, are extremely powerful, especially when a person is transitioning, you know. Um, like I said, we we, we could we could have this conversation all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Jerome, are you currently working on any new projects that you could
1: share that you would like to share with us? Any new uh, new, new projects? So, so, I just um, I did write a book called um, "Discover You," and uh, it's a, a
0: Jerome. Um, we, we lost you there. Can you repeat that? This is a. I'll make it's sure we we got your book down on my <laughs> website. I it's sort of self published as a PDF. File.
1: So Jerome, can, can, you okay, repeat, right? can, you, can you repeat um, yeah. the book title and oh, website? Yeah, it's called so my website is the resume shop, inc, And I've written a, a, a handbook or a workbook for job seekers called Discover You. Okay. And it's available as a PDF um, on my website uh, for purchase. And it's sort of an out of the box job search manual. It's okay. Um, It's handwritten, so it's written in my own hand. It's got illustrations that I did myself, and it's all about leveraging creativity and the the, um, creative side of the brain, thinking outside of the box, thinking about possibility. Um, It was a labor of love. I started writing it probably four or five years ago, and then had sort of that spark of inspiration and finished it over the course of like a week uh, oh, wow. because i wanted to get it done and get it out there so there um
2: go.
1: yeah so and i've gotten really great feedback from it people are like this is it's fun and it's uh it's totally different so that's um there's that i also uh record two podcasts mm-hmm. um one is called manifesting brilliance living your authentic life so that's about my spirituality spiritual coaching and then i do a a podcast with a friend of mine and a colleague, um Judson Walsh. And it's called Up Level Your Career with Judson and Jerome. Nice. And so we talk uh all about career things. Um, uh, you know, how to show up in your excellence at work, how to network, how to uh network uh in in, in your job for a promotion. So all kinds of different um aspects of of career search and that's been a lot of fun and judson cool. is a genius he's really brilliant so it's fun to have conversations with him about these things um
0: that's awesome so make sure everyone that's listening right now tune in to um jerome's podcast both of them okay make sure to tune in big time so jerome if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to get to know you more right
1: jerome more where can it find you so, again, the website is the resume shop, ink, I-N-K.com, um, and also manifestingbrilliance.com. And they can email me at manifestingbrilliance at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd be happy to do, uh, you know, have an exploratory session with somebody or answer questions. Uh, you know, a lot of people reach out to me, and they just have one or two questions, or they want someone to review their resume, and I'm always happy just to do that. Uh, you're not going to get any sort of hard sell from me. I always feel like I'm a resource, and and I want to give people value. So, um, so I love engaging with people. And then if it makes sense to have a, a bigger conversation and move forward with a coaching program, I'm open to that too. But I think the teacher in me is always about, how can I help you? When I was a recruiter, it was so funny because my boss, my my recruiting job, I actually went to work for a friend. He was the branch manager. And he would say to me, your interviews take too long, Jerome. You need (laughs) to get them in and out. And and he said, you're always wanting to help these, these people. He said, they're candidates and we need to be able to just put, we were a temp agency, right? get them out on a job, but I was helping the clients, you know, the, the the associates come in. I was helping them rework their resumes or practice for an interview or whatever. And he's like, no, you can't be doing that. <laughs> so I've always had that altruistic
0: sort of way of being. Providing um, value, you know, providing value. Exactly. It, it seems like it's it's, uh, it's genuine. It's, it's embedded within you. Right. So that's awesome. But Jerome, I'd like to th- tell you, thank you for coming on today's episode of how may I serve you right and I also like to thank all of our listeners and viewers for lending us their ears and their eyeballs. And last but not least Jerome how may I serve you?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Um I think you've already served me. Um I I love that you asked me to be a, a guest on this podcast and um I love that you're helping me spread the word about who I am. So um and I think the way you can serve me is by serving others because we're all connected. and holding space for each other and believing in the possibility that that lives within one another is, I think the most profound thing we can do for somebody. So look at somebody and see them as unlimited. And Amen. an extension Amen. And I, of that. yeah,
0: and I shall and I shall, you know, um th- thanks for really coming on and dropping some gems and just really sharing your story, right? Again, this thanks is your host, having me. Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone that would benefit. And make sure to tune in to next week's episode. Take care, be blessed, and cheers. we out.